Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. You're listening to the Laugh Button Podcast on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Laugh Button Podcast here on the Riotcast Network, Riotcast.com. I am your host and editor-in-chief of the Laugh Button, Matt Kleinschmidt. How is everybody doing today? I hope you're feeling good. It's a great week. The weather is awesome. There's specials premiering all over the place. It's a good time. To add to the good time, we'll bring you a very special episode of the podcast. That's what we're calling. We're calling a very special episode of the podcast, which features the one and only John Glazer. Now, if you guys aren't familiar with John Glazer, it's uh, it's unfortunate because he is a delight. And what I mean by a delight, he has one of the most fun and wackiest sensibilities about himself. He's uh, put out some of, literally some of my favorite comedy uh, television shows of all time with Delocated, uh, his new one, John Glazer Loves Gear, but we're here to talk about his project called Neon Joe Werewolf Hunter. Now, if you've never heard of Neon Joe Werewolf Hunter, it's starting its second season on May 22nd on Adult Swim, and if it sounds like it should be a show on Adult Swim, the answer I'm giving you guys is absolutely. It is a show that belongs on Adult Swim. It's pretty much in the title, exactly in the title, and basically, we get into this on the in the interview, but it basically starts from John made an appearance on late night television in the character of Neon Joe Werewolf Hunter, and basically, Adult Swim said, we like that. That looks like something we put on the air. So they basically said, hey, we challenge you to make a show based on this. So John kind of rounded up all his friends and uh, all his collaborators and stuff and put together this show called Neon Joe Werewolf Hunter. So it's just as wacky and crazy as it seems. We kind of get a little bit into what season two is all about, figure out where we left off at season one, and uh, kind of get into the madness. And it's actually, they're doing something very fun with this, this new episode. They're basically premiering the show on a Monday night, and then they run it consec- all five episodes consecutively on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So you can binge watch the entire season in a week. And they're doing that over the course of five weeks. So you can basically get your Neon Joe Werewolf Hunter uh, fix, you know, pretty much nightly for the, uh, the next five weeks, start, starting May 22nd into the next five weeks. And uh, Adult Swim Upfronts are next week, and John's in town doing some stuff for that. They're actually having a special fan screening over in Brooklyn where fans can show up and get uh, comic books. It's actually really, really fun. But check John's uh, Instagram, and you can get all the in- information about that. So yeah, we brought John into the Riotcast studios and sat him down, had him for about a half hour, and just kind of like picked his brain about what he thinks of the show, how he comes to be, and how he basically shows like this and you know and then it also kind of goes into further things like his appearances on Parks and Recreation his appearances on Girls his appearance on the Amy Schumer show too because John's been working you know steadily writing for TV shows and writing his own stuff for many many years he kind of got to start in like uh, the alt scene that he doesn't like calling the alt scene so he sits down and we kind of talk about it we basically go into some of his other projects what's going on with the new season of John Glazer Loves Gear talk a little bit about Delocated one of the uh, funniest most random TV shows that like I ever saw and I just like love the whole idea of it it's basically the idea of a guy who uh 
is in the witness protection program, but he gets to be on the reality TV show. So he basically does the entire reality TV show in a ski mask to kind of keep his anonymity and his voice is modulated too. So basically John's first starring television show, he wore a ski mask the entire time and his voice was modulated so he didn't even know who he was. It just kind of is an indication of the wackiness and the absurdity of the type of person that John is. A few housekeeping things, definitely anywhere you could type in thelaughbutton.com. You definitely follow us on the socials and all that kind of good stuff. Go check out the website. A lot of great news going on this week. Really great feature about like children of famous comedians going on there. Some stuff. <laughs> Politics seem to be dominating comedy these days. I feel like every week we're talking about something political. There's a lot of really good, great political stuff happening right now. Stephen Colbert reunited The Daily Show basically on his show this week. There's a study that just came out about the how Donald Trump is the most made fun of president in the history of presidents. And, you know, just in his first 110 days or so like that. So yeah, really some really great stuff. Definitely check out our merch store. Go to laughbutton.com slash merch. You can kind of see all that kind of stuff. we got a, a Ben Bailey show we're presenting in a, in a little while. We're going to have a presence uh, at all the major comedy festivals heading into uh, the summer. So really, really looking forward to all that kind of stuff going on there too. You can read all about it on the laughbutton.com. So with uh, no further ado, let's uh, kick this interview over to John Glazer in the Ridecast studios with me sitting down talking about Neon Joe Werewolf Hunter. All right, I'm here with John Glazer on the Laugh Button Podcast. Matt Kleinschmidt here, the editor-in-chief of the Laugh Button and the host of the Laugh Button Podcast. How you doing, John? I'm good. Good? Yeah. Nice. Sweet facility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where you first walk in, you're like, I don't know what to expect because you see these, like, curtains. I and had, like, I thought it was going to, I thought it was- The murder room. Oh, it's someone's apartment. <laughs> cool. There And then it was like, oh- <laughs> cool stuff here i'm gonna walk into the murder room and someone's gonna attack it's, it's almost like uh when joe pesci gets like wh- whacked in goodfellas so he walks in he's like oh shit yeah like, right away realizes <laughs> and you're like damn 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 so we're here uh we're here in celebration of neon joe werewolf hunter yeah that's exciting season two yeah i'm pumped now did you expect the season two because because the show kind of ends well it actually has a natural ending to it the season one, I mean, I guess it felt like it was, we left it open-ended yeah. in case they wanted to do more, they meaning Adult Swim. Yeah. And if it if they said no, if they were like, that's we're good, <laughs> then it was complete as it, were, as yeah, it yeah, was, absolutely. but it was nice that it was kind of ambiguous and maybe someone, I mean, you know, I don't know any other <laughs> network that would want to do a... It's it was a, pretty tied down to Adult Swim, I think, with the joke and all that. But. Yeah, it's a very Adult Swim show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, the history of the show is you basically created this character, and Adult Swim said, make that show. It wasn't even that I created it. Okay. It was really, there was no, there was nothing, there was no, not a character. <laughs> okay. I was on Jimmy Fallon's show, which was at the time, the the tw- the later slot. Yeah, late, late, late night with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was promoting... Delocated. This okay. other show I did, and Fantastic it was the series. Show. Thanks. Yeah, Fantastic that was. Fantastic show. Also fun. Also kind of open ended to me, where it's yeah. like I still feel like I want to make. It was a perfect spot to end. Yeah. I keep pitching them hard on this animated idea that I think would be totally not even just indulgent. Yeah. I mean, aside from being indulgent, <laughs> just because I want to make more, even though it's a perfect spot to end, it would yeah. be an organic idea to the idea. So anyway, but. Um, so I was on Fallon promoting the series finale of Delocated, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to do something stupid to amuse myself. Yeah, you know, just for not. I don't. I don't want to. I'm gonna go on a talk show and dress yeah, yeah. in a suit, and who cares? It's exactly. just that's all mostly boring to me. Yeah. yeah. But um, so just to amuse myself, I just picked two articles of clothing that I owned that were for live comedy bits. Yeah. One was this neon hoodie 
with a neon hat yeah. that I did for like a stupid character whose name was Neon Joe, and it was really a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> and then another was these pair of Coors Light sweatpants that I found on online, and that was for a character named Beer Joe. <laughs> and that whole premise was just, you know, was, he was like a Weird Al type guy, but he was mm-hmm. always wasted and did these really shitty song parodies about, you know, this was like bros to uh, girls just want to have fun, but it was called bros just want to watch sports. But he's wasted, and then he starts crying in the middle. He does once and always if he's a good dad mm-hmm. anyway that doesn't that's all irrelevant i i put those things together arbitrarily yeah. and wore that on fallon and made a joke that while i was sad about delocated being over i was excited about my new project mm-hmm. it's called neon joe werewolf hunter but a guy that wears neon and hunts werewolves that was all we had at the moment but we'll figure the rest out yeah and it was a it was a joke and i'm yeah. sure audience members some audience members probably thought oh all right whatever yeah. I guess that's a show. Maybe some people knew it was a joke. I would imagine people familiar with your brand of comedy were like, oh, this this could be a real thing. Perhaps. <laughs> I kind of like that it was maybe, who, who knows? It was yeah. hard to figure out. Yeah, yeah. But Adult Swim, I think they knew it was a joke, but they said, that sounds like a show we'd make. <laughs> you know, Neon Joe Werewolf Hunter. And they just said, what, do you wanna, why don't you write a pilot? And I went, all right. I'm not going to say no. Yeah, yeah of but course. But that's... That's where it came from. So there was nothing. I mean, there was zero. Yeah, yeah. It was not like a loose idea of a guy. Mm. It was literally nothing. So it was just sitting down and figuring out what could this be? What could the show even be? Yeah. Like, almost like a dare from Adult Swim. Kind of. <laughs> more like calling the bluff. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think it was more that than we dare you to go on TV and make a joke. It was more, I just did it. And they went, why don't you do that? That's incredible. Which could be, I know my friends and I, we'll joke a lot about, we could come up with some shitty idea for a movie and come up with like the movie poster and could probably sell it, but then you're stuck writing this stupid idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was kind of that, but at least it was a fun challenge to try to figure it out and we made it as stupid as possible. <laughs> what I what I love about uh, your brand of humor and I, I feel like the thread in all of your brand of humor is just like absurdism, I guess is, a, is the, the word I'm looking for where it's just like, how absurd can this person be? How absurd can this be? How, how, how nuts can that be? Like, I don't know if that's intentional, but I feel like <laughs> you really do like make these characters where it's like, there's just something often absurd about it, but like, you love it because there is a little bit of a rooted in reality to it as well. You could almost see someone make a reality show like Delocated. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, probably not, but it's at least rooted in, yeah, yeah. it's rooted in, oh, I could see that, like where it's, mm-hmm. th- that was pushed obviously to a real far course, extreme, but it was also grounded in the reality of people want to be famous and they want to be on TV, mm-hmm. which I just find yeah. disgusting personally. Just yeah. to seek it out, I think is just, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Yeah. I For all the shows it is, they're they all, even Neon Joe, as yeah, yeah. stupid as it is and as arbitrary a place as it came from once we started figuring out the idea it was still grounded in the drama yeah you know even in delocated we made a joke where the character sergey who is the muscly tough guy mm-hmm. says to the steve, network steve, steve yeah. service who's been in like all of your projects he's been in everything yeah, yeah he was even you know this new season of neon joe is a whole new cast okay and we went back and forth about that as far as because the cast we had was so good yeah and it's such a it's just too bad yeah. to scott adds it Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Little mm-hmm. was in it. Uh, Stephanie March, she mm-hmm. was in it too. I mean, these are like these are not unknown people. That you yeah, have. these are legitimate comedic people. And even some of the people that may not be quote unquote household yeah, names. Yeah. This guy Schuler Hensley, mm-hmm. this woman Jane Howdyshell. Those are both yeah. massively talented Tony Award winning Broadway stage actors, and yeah. they're both amazing. And to have them both in the cast was 
really, really incredible. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this woman, Jen Regan. I mean, there were some the, really yeah. good, this guy, Stephen Payne, a lot of very good New York character actors. Yeah. And it's a shame to, you know, work so hard to put together a good cast, which is not easy. And then just after one season, start all over again. But then the flip side of that, or conversely, you get an opportunity to have a whole new group yeah, yeah. of people that are great and that's what we got lucky with yeah. here steve little does return okay he's the only person although um there's one i don't want to it's not even a spoiler it's just more of like a fun thing to figure out <laughs> where there is one more person who returns but in a different capacity so well it, it well you le- you left it at the end of season one you left it uh, basically uh stephanie who plays the the, the lead cybot she comes out of the crash yeah and she's basically the illusion is she's part cybot part werewolf she's been bit <laughs> she's been she's been bit and she's she's both now so yeah. is that does that start off season two or are we just like completely different no we ended up leaving that be you know okay. there's one of those again we we talked about maybe having the story pick up from there and go in some weird mm-hmm. tangent where we're at least still with that character. Gotcha. And we ultimately decided to go to like a whole new town, whole new place, whole new premise, gotcha. whole new cast. Gotcha. There's things that carry over story-wise. Like, well, we alluded in the first season to a, a long lost love that Joe had. Mm-hmm. And that's a very prominent storyline okay. in the new season. Steve Little's character comes back. Uh, comes joins Joe in his new venture. Okay, you know he opens up this his dream. Neon Joe opens up this tropical theme bar, which we see a picture <laughs> yeah, of at yeah, the end right, of the first right. season. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. So yeah. So Steve Little. Uh, so you're you're the next Kenny Powers for Steve Little because he, <laughs> he always has that glam on kind of character to people too. Yeah, pretty much. What you know? One thing he's I, funny as hell. By oh, the way, oh, he's hilarious. Steve's so good in the show, and there's a lot more of him this season. Oh, that's great. W- one thing I've always I've always kind of thought about. Oh yeah, fire it up, dude! <laughs> fire up the chopper. <laughs> Get to the chopper. Uh, one of the benefits of being in the Lower East Side um, or the Lower West Side. I was gonna say West Village, yeah, man. Westville, man. Sorry, man. Sorry. Come it's on, been a long dude. Day. So I've always kind of thought Joe, and this is this is a storyline I'm pitching to you. So feel free to tell me I'm full <laughs> shit. All right. I've always thought that Joe would be a good compliment to like a dog, the bounty hunter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I like going back to the rooted in reality part. Like, Joe's not too far off from a dog, the bounty hunter type of person. Like, if if dog needed help bringing in like uh, some bullshit bounty like you could see him calling his cousin and him showing up and looking kind of like joe well i have i haven't seen i only know that that show i've yeah, never yeah. seen oh, any okay. yeah, yeah. It, it's you're not missing anything you know but he's like kind of a interesting guy right is very he a real bounty hunter yeah he has a very interesting look he wears like the leather he's you know he's 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 Hawaii he's uh, from Hawaii so he's like fully like tan oh, wow. he's got like the big like quaff long hair. mane yeah, yeah he's got the, so it just I look at that I'm like well that's that's there's your reality for it like as far as reality TV so. it's funny to think about like a element of Neon Joe like do someone doing there was one idea about like a documentary film crew follows follows him oh, around okay, and okay. making it. I mean, I wanted to do a dumb thing in the first season where we see the delocated character, like in the background, leaving a B and B as if he was on his way to New York City, which oh, I thought great. would have been a funny thing. But yeah, that could be a thing. I mean, it's funny to think about a reality film crew following this character around. It's kind of funny. Yeah, t- definitely, definitely. And and that I don't want of, it to be too much like delocated though. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, and also when and you also John Glazer loves gear has a reality TV crew following you around too. Elements. Yeah, so maybe that's your thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I like making fake reality shows. Yeah, exactly, exactly. One thing I've always, I've always appreciated about your characters too, and you can, and and this is like you know 
you know, John from Delocated and, you know, John from John Glazerlo's gear and Neon Joe is there's always like a, I don't want to say catchphrase, but there's always like a tick or something about the character. Like with Neon Joe, it's like, Hill. he does. I, I, did, I do that say, right? did I do that right? Yeah, that was pretty, pretty good. <laughs> good. I was practicing it. So <laughs> there's that. And then, and then John had like, you know, the bone zone and all those kind of phrases. And the hurt. Yeah. And that, and then, and then John from John Glazer has the gear screaming into the microphone. Yeah. It's funny. So. And they're all mono <laughs> syllabic kind of like, right? Yeah, Jesus folks. Christ. Telemarketer calling me. That's what that is. Fucking unprofessional. Right Turn that shit up. That. Sorry about that. Do you know Ali Farinakian? Ah, He's the only, he runs that theater, the improv theater, The Pit. Okay, yeah. He did this one-man yeah. show years ago, and he had a great joke about, he's like, turn your cell phones on. If you need to be, <laughs> someone's got to reach you so bad, keep you, be accessible. It's really funny. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was thinking about that kind of recently, actually, that yeah. it's just... It's not intentional. It just okay. happened to be like the delocated thing was just that stupid, yeah. which is a real just dad thing to do. Yeah, it is. It's very dad. And then Neon Joe, just that just came from a thing. Vernon Chapman is one of the writers mm-hmm. um, and one of the producers. Um, we always did this like kind of unintelligible, unintelligible grunt is the name of my production company, yeah. quote unquote. But we just always had this. Like just it's just a nothing noise. I got a heel oh heel heel and it just came from fucking around in the office one day. It's great. And he called it unintelligible grunt, which made me laugh. And that just seemed like a perfect thing for Neon Joe, so that became that. And it's something you could see almost like in like a you know, someone putting up like a, uh, closed captioning, like unintelligible grunt. <laughs> I'd love to see how they spell furt, like or that's how I spell it. F I I because even in scripts I we tried uh-huh. to think about how do you spell furt. And yeah. I ended up spelling it F R R T, which seemed like furt. Yeah, that works. Furt. It's even you're like blowing air through your lips. <laughs> he don't, it's funny to see people like when people online do comments how they spell it. Hmm. I always spelled it. Well, how do you? How would you spell it? And H, then I'll a bunch of R's M P H. I never imagined any R's in there. I okay. always spell. I always spelled it H E hyphen Y U M P. Oh. He don't. Okay. He Okay. Oh, he <laughs> I mean, it's stupid. It's a good... It's <laughs> I know, a, but you do it, it still makes me laugh every time. It's so dumb, but it's so fun to do. And it's funny, because even when we're writing or when we're shooting, there's always a moment of, I mean, I don't know, just have him say he <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's your uh, It's your version of Keenan Reacts, which SNL has, where it's like, oh, we're stuck in a, a sketch. Just Keenan yeah. Thompson reacts. Cut to him. Yeah, yeah, cut to him. So yeah. that's great. That's great. So now... Do you have those moments on? I can't imagine you taping an episode of the show and not having people just lose it every time that they're doing like a, a take of just like you coming in because like everyone else is kind of normal and then you come in and then it's like the, do people just lose their minds and lose their shit every time or is it very professional? It's a little of both. I mean, okay. it's it's there's I just you know the show is so aggressively stupid. <laughs> But we're treating it so dramatically, you know, we're almost, you know, one of the things the head of Adult Swim liked about it is that it's like a soap opera and it is got this, you know, melodrama to it, which is really fun as a actor and even as a comedy person to play that. And it's just there's definitely times where it's just so heavily just obnoxiously dumb that we'll just start laughing because it's just this is just ridiculous and we're taking it so seriously, but it's really fun. Yeah. (laughs) 
But it happens a lot, but it's mostly just because yeah, we just can't believe how stupid it yeah, is. Yeah, I can't. I mean, and this is, I have no formal training in, in any of this. So, like, I, but I can't imagine me doing a take and, and you walking in, in character, and just not, just like, just kind of like shaking and just getting the rumbles from, <laughs> from just, 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 again, just the, the ridiculousness of like, okay, well, this is what I'm witnessing. And is it a Cajun accent you're trying to pull off? <laughs> <laughs> It's really even we there's a line in this season where somebody like addresses it and it's really it's kind of it's like to me it's like a Cajun Southern something. Okay. It's not again and it's all just that seems funny. I didn't want to do a, a straight voice. I didn't want to just talk normally. It just didn't seem interesting for the character. The character to me had to be dynamic and stupid and to have some sort of interest level to who is this guy, an element of mystery. And there's no rhyme or reason, at least right now, why he's got that voice. Maybe it's fake. Who knows? But yeah. that's what the voice is. And it just seemed funny. It seemed like a good choice. One. But yeah, is it Cajun? Is it Southern? <laughs> this one, this is from the pilot when we shot the pilot. Okay. M- the majority of which did not end up on air. Mm-hmm. We reshot most of the pilot for the first episode of the first season. But a really funny story that ties into that okay. is we had like 50 extras on set one day, it was in this gymnasium in the town. They're having like a big carnival at the town high school gym. And during the lunch break or after we were done, we're in this holding in some church and there's a, all the extras are there. And this old lady comes up to me. She was part of the audience. And mm-hmm. she says, um, I just love your accent. It's so spot on, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Which really just to me totally summed up yeah. the accent, which Absolutely. is like, yeah, I don't know what it is either, but thanks. It was really funny. Oh, that's great. That's so great. Uh, there's got to be there's got to be some great stories like that of just like you know just people just like like loving what you do, and then you have a great body of work too. I mean, like I'm I'm not just talking about this show, but you know, Delocated, you got you have John Glazerlo's gear, and then you know, obviously you you've you've done stand up for how many years at this point? I mean, I perform. I don't do traditional stand-up like i don't yeah. do stand-up clubs like comedy sellers downstairs yeah. i don't do those and i don't tour mm-hmm. i'll do more just i hate the word alternative comedy but yeah. more just non-traditional rooms like yeah. the bell house in new york and gotcha. union hall and but i mean i've been performing since the early 90s i mean as yeah. far as doing second city and improv and improv olympic in chicago and then moving here and doing live shows like yeah. luna lounge and places like that so for a while it seems like the inspiration for a lot of your shows or a lot of your 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 projects there's it, it stems from like something you did in real life like from what i understand uh john glazer's gear stemmed from you talking about a raincoat on stage for 20 20 minutes something like that some crazy period of time yeah and like, is that is that just how you think of ideas or is there like any thought to it like i know some comics they'll sit down I'm a comic, I'm going to write for so many hours and figure out this. Some comics write on stage. Some comics, the idea comes to them when they're walking down the street. Like, how do you, is there a process anywhere in that? Not necessarily, I guess, unless the process is just kind of, there's really no rhyme or reason. I don't necessarily sit down and try to think of ideas. It's maybe a little more of that once the idea that I want to focus on, then I'll Mm -hmm. sit down. But usually it's just inspired by, you know, walking down the street, see something, hear something, watching TV, um, or, you know, gear was, you know, for example, was just, I had the idea to talk about my raincoat on stage, Mm -hmm. which stemmed from, uh, I don't have an idea for tonight. (laughs) Uh, maybe, you know, I'll just, oh my, I'll talk about my raincoat. That just seems funny. And then just open it up to a Q and a, just, I like going on stage and 
not v- being very well planned, but um, I don't mind doing that. To me, it can be kind of fun, and if yeah, it bombs, yeah. I don't care. There's some beauty in that too. It's I enjoy that. Yeah. Some people don't like to do that. I don't mind doing that, and then it might get honed and crafted and changed from the next few times I do it like oh that seemed like a funny moment but I try to keep that that particular bit fairly spontaneous once mm-hmm. it's it's genuinely talking about the jacket there's no jokes there <laughs> no. it seems to ride this you know waves of people laughing at it because they're not sure and then there's a spontaneous uh, you know Q&A with the audience you know it's got to be about the jacket so <laughs> but that's like where gear came from for yeah. example where that was just a small dumb idea that I liked doing mm-hmm. and it was a I thought that could be a funny segment in a bigger thing, mm-hmm. whether that was a sketch show or a variety-ish show or something else. And then the more I thought about it, it became a bigger idea. It, it became a hook of the show. Because um, the first time I saw it, the first time my coworker saw it, like we were just we were kind of obsessed with it for a couple of weeks of just yelling gear back and forth <laughs> each other. And I actually grabbed this snippet from a commercial and... and recorded on my phone and sent it to friends and sent it to people. So it's unbelievable how these little things just kind of become a thing here and, and gear and all that kind of it's stuff. It's pretty too. weird. And it's, it's not even weird. Yeah. Well, it, even that it wasn't even intention. And it's, it wasn't an intentional, like let's come up with a catchphrase. with the yeah, catchphrase. Yeah, it just yeah. seemed like a funny part of these characters <laughs> gear. It just seemed like a really, you know, obnoxious yeah. thing to yell that the character thinks is like, it just embodies just, yeah, all right. You know, <laughs> but it's, yeah, people, and it's funny because some people just fucking hate it. I mean, <laughs> I think what happened with, you know, and I don't spend time yeah. a lot. Of, I don't go out of my way to go on Facebook and read the com- yeah. the comments, but when I'm there posting something, it's, I love it. Even the ones yeah. that are super negative, they're so entertaining to read. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. You know, people love it, hate it, whatever. But some of them are hilarious, and they get so fucking mad, like, <laughs> fuck this stupid show and yelling gear. I, I got to turn my TV off. It's just, all right, it's not for you, but that kills me, man. Oh, uh, my God, it's well, so funny. It's it's that. I also think paired with the visual of you just turning your head sideways and there's a megaphone appearing. Yeah, it's, it's so damn. <laughs> it's like, it's silly, yet, but so funny in its silliness. So uh, I, I, as someone that watches this, all of your, your shows, that's what I appreciate a lot, too. And uh, now... The other thing I also I also have always thought that like oh if I ever get a chance to talk to John Glazer I want to ask him this question is like do you feel like you can own the phrase bone zone at this point? <laughs> well, I don't think so. I mean, I can only imagine. I don't remember it. I don't remember it before delocated, but I oh. know it afterwards. So I feel like you created that. I can only imagine that was said <laughs> at some point. Like that to me is another example of here's this guy that thinks he's being super funny. Like yeah. delocated was. It's enjoyable. a big dad joke. Yeah, dad joke. Yeah. yeah, it's all just here's a dad that thinks he's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. I, I, don't, I don't remember it. In in I was talking to somebody earlier. Like I don't know what New Jersey looked like pre nineteen ninety eight when the Sopranos came out because half of New Jersey just became Sopranoville. Like and like the fonts used for anything for posters or whatever. But like I don't remember the time pre delocated where the word the bone zone was used. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. It was something even when we did it. I don't think we ever. You know with comedy stuff when yeah, you're yeah. writing a show you want to be pretty good about like mm-hmm. has that ever been done before and look it up and nothing ever came up that oh someone 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 else said bone zone yeah, yeah. but i can only imagine that some dad somewhere went oh man bone zone 
I don't know though. It could be wrong, but it seems like that. I cannot imagine that was the first time those two words were uttered in in a row. <laughs> I can't either. I just I was just trying to think about this the other day. It's like it's like you know, there's got to be some Urban Dictionary entry that has like coined by John Glazer. If I could have profited off it, that would have been the best. Yeah, if my kids could have gone through college. <laughs> If Bonezo and paid for my kids to go to school, that's your get her done. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Shit, man. Hey, whatever pays the bills. <laughs> Fuck. Oh uh, yeah. So, so uh, we have you for a few more minutes here. But uh, so, what can people expect in season two of Neon Joe? Like, is it? Can, what can you reveal before it premieres? It is. Um, you know, touched upon this before. It's a yep. whole new cast. Mm-hmm. Um. And some of the people in it are Steve Little's the only returning cast member. Yep, we touched on that. Although, yep. as I said, there's one returning cast member, but in a different capacity. So you'll have to kind of figure out what that is. Um, the new cast is um, this guy named Eduardo Ballerini. Okay. He's a New York actor. He's phenomenal. Comedian Godfrey. Oh, nice. He's in the new no season. Godfrey, yep. and he's great, man. He's, you know. High energy. But he plays the drama really great. Oh, really? Yeah, great. he's like, I wasn't sure. I didn't know him that yeah, well as yeah. a comedian or a person. And when he came in and he just nailed it, he was really good. Uh, but everybody's great in the in the show. This woman, Shannon O'Neill, she's a UCB performer and she's excellent. She, uh, I want to say she, yeah. Uh, she's part sure. of Chris Gethard's show. Chris Gethard's crew, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this actor, or this actor, they're all actors. <laughs> Chance Kelly, who's okay. another mostly a dramatic background tall real tough imposing guy mm-hmm. you know real like new york cop tough guy vibe he did a small bit in delocated he played one of the bodyguards that you know okay. the, that my ex-wife falls yeah, in yeah. love with and he's a really talented guy and he plays a military he plays a member of the military uh eduardo plays uh well i don't want to give too much away you okay should... we can we can i don't want you to feel like you have to give much yeah. away i'm just i'm just wondering like does does joe start hunting vampires does he start well, hunting no it's all there's all still werewolves. still werewolves it does start uh, where he has, you know, as as alluded to at the end of season one, he's mm-hmm. out of the game. He's retired yep. from werewolf hunting. He achieved his goal, which was to kill his dad. Yep. Sorry if that's a spoiler alert if you haven't seen the first season. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's uh, been out for a while. So, so he's, he's done that, and he's trying to figure out what to do with his life. Okay. And he opens up this tropical bar. Okay. bar that he alludes to in the first mm-hmm. season. So that's where the first, the second season starts. Okay. In his new bar, he's brought Cleve with him to help him run it. And then these Met people from his past show up okay. and shit changes and bring him back in the game. Forces him to confront his demons, including this old love of his mm-hmm. that maybe had perished. And you know, you, we find out that happened, which I think we allude to in the first season. And if not, there it is. So, but it's a pretty, you know, it's a cool plot point, and it all revolves around that. Uh, I just want to make sure I'm not forgetting any of the other main cast. Oh, and then there's a guy named Alex Shacklin who plays a Russian, former Russian cosmonaut who's a barfly at the bar. Gotcha. Who becomes a big part of the story. Gotcha. Gotcha. And Adult Swim just said, "Have at it. Do whatever you want." Pretty much, they liked the first season enough to s- do a, a second. Yeah. Oh, it was great, and we just, you know, came up with this totally new idea there was no mandate about do the old characters you know we just proposed here's the overall idea and they said sounds good and we wrote up outlines and scripts and mm-hmm. 
I mean, it was really fun as hell. It's a fun show to make. The yeah, shoot yeah, was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else I can say about it. I would imagine that Adult Swim, and this is just totally of an outsider looking in, I feel like Adult Swim sits around all day, <laughs> smoke a lot of pot, <laughs> eat some mushrooms, and just be like, man, what's funny? Like, let's just put that on the air. I feel like, I, I'm obviously, I'm that's not the way they operate, but I feel like that's... Maybe it is. <laughs> but I wouldn't be... Yeah, so, it's run by teens. If you came to me and said, dude, this is how Adult Swim Greenlights shows, like, I would be like, yeah, of course that's how they greenlight shows, because some of the stuff they put on the air only can come from the, uh, an altered mind of some sort. They're just, you know, the guy that runs it is just, he's a, you know, I was going to say professional weirdo, but it's not, he's just a really, he's just a really smart, interesting guy that likes weird stuff. That's great. Uh, And, you know, it's great that the network exists and gives a home to these weird ideas, whether Mm -hmm. they're animated or live action. Mm -hmm. It's great to make a show for them. They'll just let you almost do whatever. (laughs) You know, the weirder, the better with them. That's, there's, it's, if anything, that's just always what it is. Just how can this be more interesting and stranger? So creatively, it's pretty great to make a show there that's fantastic that's fantastic so i mean so where are we uh do, do you have like uh the next idea or are you just kind of focusing on neon joe at this point or do you like or do you already have like 30 different ideas you want to get you want to get you want to make happen well we're waiting to hear about john glazer loves gear mm-hmm. as far as making a second season you know it's kind of sounding good but that's it's great. not official yet so you know i'll never feel like it's happening until i hear 100 official and here's the paperwork and it's signed gotcha. but it all sounds really promising right now and mm-hmm. i hope i get to make more because yeah. that was also really fun to make yeah, yeah, I um and that was for True TV, and they were also great like i didn't yeah. know what to expect quite honestly yeah meeting with him it felt like i don't know i don't know these guys they're very well in their shows and We'll see, but I yeah, just yeah. really liked the people that I pitched it to, and oh, that's great. they just seemed smart and cool, and they got the idea, even yeah. though it was pretty vague when I pitched it, <laughs> and then it just kept changing, and creatively, they were great to work with. I mean, we that's another ridiculous show, yeah, and that's yeah. because they allowed it to be so. You do seem al- to align yourself with people that kind of let you do what you want to do. The lesser term would be like, uh, letting the freak flag fly, but like you do seem to align yourself with like, hey, there's this weird idea, I'm going to pitch it to you, and these people say, yes, go do that, and it seems like uh, that's a really awesome way to kind of walk through a career. If you're lucky enough, for sure, otherwise, you're, you should always try to do that. I mean, you're always going to make compromises and if you're going to make certain creative compromises hopefully you're getting paid a ton of money (laughs) you know i've been lucky to kind of i mean if you know i'm not making like if i made a show for a prime time network that's crazy money no complaints i'm getting to do what i want to do and because it's my show it also seems like you can bring all of your friends along too like well that's a big part of it is you know and and a big part of it is working with these guys like vernon chapman i mentioned his name Mm -hmm. earlier vernon and this guy john lee and this woman allison levy they're a group called pffr they make their own shows you know the show wonder shows in yes they made wonder shows in okay they made xavier okay. renegade angel okay and the heart she holler which were both adult swim shows delightfully weird shows oh yeah All they are shows. brilliant mm-hmm. brilliant people and i hired them as the production company on delocated okay because they had just started to do that okay and so they're heavily involved like me and john and vernon do all the writing together on okay. all the shows okay so just to be able to collaborate with like-minded shared sensibility weird senses of humor i mean it just makes it even stronger Mm -hmm. so (coughs) excuse you but yeah no no that that all yeah it it all helps and it all makes it 100 percent worth it i mean Mm -hmm. it's really i'm super fortunate yeah yeah, just to get to keep making my own thing and live in new york and 
No it com- sounds like you're living kind of like your dream. I don't know if there's like what else can you check off the box? You know, <laughs> well, like you know, you do late night, you do your own shows, you do like what 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 kind of gets you up and you're like, I gotta do this before I die or something. Like I that. think it's right. I'm always hesitant to say, yeah, man, I'm living the dream. It always <laughs> makes me think about that that scene in uh, broadcast news where William Hurt says his character says to Albert Brooks, like, what do you do when all your dreams come true? I'm paraphrasing. I don't know the exact line, something like that. And Albert Brooks just says, keep it to yourself. (laughs) 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 And it's just so fucking funny. So I'm always, I feel a little, I always feel weird when I'm talking about how lucky I am, but I do feel like I've just been extremely fortunate but it's because of a lot of people's involvement mm-hmm. whether it's my friends who I work with or the networks letting us do this so listen I just I hope I can keep doing it yeah. whether it's my own thing or even the shows that I've been hired to be in you know like Girls in Parks and Rec and Amy Schumer's show like yeah. also creatively satisfying experiences as just a hired gun you don't always get to do that yeah so I just hope I get to keep doing things like that I mean, and some of your moments on on the- i'll still cash in though if anyone wants to like <laughs> there's a weird old billionaire out there that's like yeah do this and here's a lot of money or whatever don't get me wrong i'm not above it send me an email with all of your ideas yeah. i'll greenlight them all <laughs> but yeah i've been whatever i've been very fortunate yeah you absolutely and, and even you mentioned parks and rec you mentioned uh you mentioned amy schumer and you mentioned girls it's those shows you even it seems like you're almost like you're doing your own brand of comedy within those shows too. Like, like you were delightfully odd in parks and uh, in uh, parks and rec. You were delightfully odd in uh, girls. I, I don't know if that's an insult, me calling you delightfully odd, but that's like, all right. But like, doesn't you, sound like it. No, no, but you were, you were, you I'm not offended. You basically were John Glazer in those shows and you had that John Glazer sensibility. Like that's gotta be an incredible thing for someone to go. Like, yeah, just go do this. And oh man, it's so fortunate. Those yeah. were two shows yeah. run by, very smart people that you know were collaborative by nature and allowed that to a certain extent mm-hmm. you know the ma- the vast majority of what you see is going to be scripted the writing's already extremely strong on both those shows but there's always going to be room for improvising and ad-libbing and they were open to it and i think smart enough to let good people not just myself do that so doesn't always make it to the screen yeah. or the final product but I hate saying product, but for the final <laughs> version or whatever. But yeah, it was. Listen, it was cool to get to do both of those things. Yeah, I mean, it, it's. I mean, it's got to be. It's also one of the things that I enjoy as someone that follows comedy. I'm like, oh, there's John Glazer. Oh, I got to see what he's doing. It's like, it's like, oh, he's just being Leslie Nope's foil for a couple episodes. That's great. So, it's 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 fun to see that too because as someone that follows. Uh, follows comedy. It's it's fun to see good people pop up in different spots too. So. Well, even like when I walked in here and saw the things with Robert, like yeah, yeah, I didn't know Robert terribly well. Yeah, when we cast him and he did a really small thing in John Glazer Loves Gear. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw that episode. Uh, yes, I did. Teeny I did. tiny thing, but yeah. it was, and I almost felt like weird asking him, like, yeah. will you do the small thing? Because he's so funny. Yeah, yeah. but he, it's he loves tech and gear too, so it was probably right up his alley. Well, he was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, yeah. as you know, and mm-hmm. you know, we just let him kind of. I don't know how much ad lib stuff made it in, but I know I think some did. It was just it's cool when you get to ask people that you think are great mm-hmm. to do your thing, and you know, the the opposite is we're going to let them do their thing. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. really funny, and they're going to make it funnier. Uh, but I, and that's a great. That's a, you touched on a great point, and and I'll 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 
maybe end on this is there's a lot of great comedians in the New York City area in particular that are getting great opportunities and they're bringing all their friends along like Amy Schumer in Trainwreck she literally it's literally every comic in New York City that works at the cellar that's kind of helped her out is in that is in that is in you know that show uh, that movie whether it be for 10 seconds or like actually has a role in it so it's good to see that like you with Delocated it's literally like it's like oh there's Eugene Merman oh there's Todd Barry there's oh all these guys too it's gotta be really good to be able to have a platform where you can kind of bring your friends along too it's, it's one of the best things for sure yeah. getting to work with your friends you know it should be the one of the number one things you can get to do yeah it just makes it so much more enjoyable quite honestly and it's you know you're always going to have jobs that are just jobs and you got to take them and it's money and that's fine but mm-hmm. if it's with your friends it's just so satisfying in so many levels mm-hmm. and even that is something like i'm so happy that i get to hire my friends like yeah. scott adson i've known for years mm-hmm. we did improv in chicago and you know brian stack uh one of the funniest guys i know again you know same with adsit but he did a thing on neon joe season two he did a voice for a character and just getting to and miriam tolan who's brian's wife and she's you know and john glazer loves gear and you know it's it's the best it just it makes it even more fun and even more fortunate yeah it's part of what makes it so well, it also it also shows a, 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 a template or a path that others should follow as well. It's like, hey, listen, if you get a break, bring your bring as many people as you possibly can through the door with you because it'll just be that much more rewarding for comedy in general too. So. And then even for future shows, and we yeah. went back and forth a lot. Like even with service, it was yeah. for Neon Joe, the season one. It was well, maybe we should cast someone else just so it's not all the delocated people. Yeah. And in the end, it just felt like no, he's going to be the best guy. Yeah. yeah. And. That's you see it all the time in TV and film. Directors work with the same people oh, for yeah. a reason because you just work well. When you work very well with someone, you want to keep doing it. And ultimately, it does not matter that they're in everything. It doesn't matter that De Niro is in all of Scorsese's <laughs> yeah, movies because he, yeah, he's Leo so DiCaprio good. Yeah, they're all yeah. good, and they're going to play different roles, and they, you can separate that. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately more important that you want them to be the right person for the role. And usually they are like service was the right guy for sheriff. Yeah. And he was the right guy to play my assistant and my spurt, your spurt. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's just, it's I'm listening. I'm glad it works out that way because it's just, makes it more satisfying that's great yeah. well one on that i want to thank you for coming on this podcast i'm yeah, super man. excited to have you on there uh, uh thanks for having I'm me a fan of your work i love delocate i love john glaze love gear love neon joe werewolf hunter so so happy there's a second season coming and it premieres on adult swim may 22nd may 22nd at midnight and then it airs on consecutive nights oh, that really? week so that it's, i didn't it's, know oh that's great to know. yeah it's monday because there's only five episodes they yes. ended up doing it as a mini series is okay. how they're framing it and what yeah, they're yeah. calling it so it'll air monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday of that week oh, that's great and then i think it'll rerun once a week i'm not sure when yet it's either the following sunday you can check listings but it will rerun. it will rerun once a week for five weeks it's a great binge watch then yeah man what's well, <laughs> that honestly it was how everyone's consuming uh tv shows these days too it's cool also i like that the, that it airs like that it's yeah. it almost makes it like a quote-unquote event and yes, it's kind of it cool and something to look forward to that it's every night mm-hmm. and then it's done yeah but uh i, I kind of like that it's kind of cool to do it like that it's nice to do both and get to yeah. make more shows that are spread out over time um but this was also nice. <laughs> That's great. So, John Glazer, thank you very much for coming on this podcast. Uh, best of mm-hmm. luck with Neon Joe and uh, future events and future thank shows. You. So, Thank you very much. Right. My pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, right. man. Okay. Bye. 
And that'll do it for our interview with John Glazer. Super nice, super sweet dude. Really excited about having him on the podcast. It was one of the... Uh, he was one of the first guys I was like, oh, we got to get him on the podcast and talk about stuff too. And it kind of took every ounce of my being to not scream gear uh, about 17 times when he was talking to me. So I hope you liked that interview with John Glazer. Go to laughbutton.com, check out everything. Go to ridecast.com, download us wherever you uh, download podcasts, including Apple Podcasts. We're also literally everywhere you can get a podcast, including Apple uh, Apple Podcasts. Check us all out there. And uh, go to laughbutton.com, follow us on the socials. If you want to, shoot us an email at podcast at the laughbutton.com with some feedback. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. We got a lot of really great feedback from our Chris Gethard episode last week, which is a really good one. If you haven't checked it out, definitely uh, make it a point to listen to that one. We talk about mental health and about his uh, one-man show, career suicide, and uh, all that kind of stuff. We dive really into it. Got some, got some great feedback about that episode. So, uh, yeah, you can always uh, go check the archives uh, on the laughbutton.com or anywhere you get podcasts. And until next time, uh, we'll see you later. Thanks. Bye.